Hey, welcome to What's the Word Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Dyer Lansky, live from Hollywood, California. And today, we have a very, very special treat for you. The legendary, iconic Pete Rock is in the house. Pete, how you doing today? I'm all right, man. How you, bro? Man, just blessed, really blessed to have you on these airwaves, obviously. Someone of your wisdom and everything that I think is definitely, definitely need in, in, in this game. I'm going to I'm gonna start out real quick. First off, reminisce over you, one of the most iconic hip-hop songs ever. But we are in 2019, obviously. What's it like right now for Pete Rock in 2019? Um, it's, it's basically, you know, uh, me, if I'm channeled into myself, I'm, I've been, I'm just you know, basically doing what I've been doing for the past 28 years. And, um, you know, the music uh, business has changed business-wise and musically, but doesn't stop me from still being heard and, and um, still, you know, being able to, you know, produce and, and go on tour and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I enjoy what I do. Uh, truly and honestly, like uh, I'm very, I'm still very passionate. Like I was 15 years old, trying to get in the game. You know, like I always kept that hunger with me because I, I love music. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm passionate about how I make music. I, I, I'm passionate about loving music, and that's what the focus has always been for me for the past 28, 29 years, man. Now, I mean, obviously the loves there, like you just said, but. At any point, especially 28 years is a long time. Was it at any certain point, was it hard for you to keep going? I mean, not necessarily hard, but was it, you know, just like sometimes did it feel like work instead of, like you said, it, I just love it so much that I do it. Was there a point at all that you hit kind of a flat period where you're like, man, what am, you know, what am I doing or where's this going? Right. Yeah. Everyone goes through that. I, I don't yeah. care who you are in this game. Everyone has a point where they at a standstill, you know, and then jump back on the horse you know it's like a normal thing you know what i'm saying so so yeah everyone has ran into a, a somewhat of a wall or, or per se you know or just kind of a you know to figure out you know in mid career what are you trying to do with the change of music and all i did was pay it more and more attention to what people were doing and I listened and I listened to everything that was on the radio although I don't like listening to mainstream radio I like satellite radio that way you get your pick you know you get to pick your own poison or whatever and but like local radio in the town where I'm from in New York I, don't, I barely listened to but it was a point where I did listen just to capture what they were doing and you know me I, I, I can listen to to something or someone or music and or a producer or someone's style and kind of mimic it but but not you know actually keep doing the same thing that that person was doing out of, out of fun you know what i'm saying and then but you know with the way the music is going all i did was adapt that's that's the kind of producer i am i'm like you know i can adapt to what's going on and not sound like nobody you know what I'm saying? Yeah, which you've you've been able to do for again now going on thirty years. Yes, exactly. So, it, to me, that's just me passionately saying, you know what? This is why I was put here to do. You know, this is what I was here to, you know, put here to do. So, you know, just roll with the punches, man. You know what I'm saying? And whatever you don't like negatively, you just don't go down that road. Down another road. You know, and, and that's it. And you know, real talent, you know, when you have real talent, man, you, 
you'll be able to, you'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? You'll be all right, always. You know, we were having a conversation in the studio a few days ago about radio and, you know, satellite radio and whatnot. And I, I was, I was really trying to think back the last time I really listened to radio and the only kind of somewhat date I can put on it was when the wake up show was still around out here in LA in 92.3 to beat with, um, yep, with tech and sweat and DJ revolution. Mm-hmm. And really it was odd because that being an, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since I really listened to radio and, and technology has changed too, where stuff isn't necessarily dropping on the radio like it used to, you know, besides the mainstream. But I was like, wow, it's really been that, that long. Yeah, man. What's your creative process like though with that? Like you said, you've, you've always surrounded yourself with talent, which is, you know, a lot of the battle, but especially as a producer and a lot of people still in this game, which is amazing. Don't really get to hear the process of a, of a producer. Well, I think what's most important about my process is empowering the youth. You know what I'm saying? Teaching them something, you know, uh, about music and or how to make music. Um, that thing is always uh, important to, to, for me to co- kind of convey it across to the youngins that love music and love, you know, want to know how to make music or curious to know you know how that music gets made behind the scenes so forth if you don't have passion then you won't go very far in the music business and that is the most important tool to me when i'm making music and um when i want to you know kind of teach the young younger kids how to make music my thing is always explaining what passion means you know what i'm saying and never uh you know uh never quit you know consistency is huge yes and you know if you want to be successful quitting is not an option you know what i mean you know you have a lot of people that that had actual talent that quit the game because of nonsense that they see and deal with all the time you know what i'm saying but yeah i get that for sure you know what i'm saying it's always ways around you don't even gotta indulge none of that you know what i'm saying and sure. still make money and still make your own lane and and, and be creative and, and you know, just use your head and be smart, man. Now, the, the money parts, the money parts tricky now, especially with streaming. You can't really attach a unit cost to a to a stream. So, you you know, the adapting and, and consistency is huge nowadays. Yep, it is. And it's important if you're trying to survive. You know what I mean? About survival. And, you know, that's, you know, the biggest thing to do is adapt to what's going on around you, man. If, you, if, you're, if you're just trying to, you know, have some longevity in music. And you brought you brought up for the youth. Is that kind of the message? Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that when a producer does a beat, obviously there's sometimes hidden meanings or, or, or hidden meanings or messages in the beat even before the lyrics are. Is that still kind of what it is? You're you're still trying to touch the youth even with the with the instrumentals. Of course, I mean I I hear from fans every single day how my music touches them in a certain way. I always hear a different way how I touch someone. You know what I mean? That, that's another thing that keeps me going and want, you know, that I fall in love with people saying that to me, which keeps me on my feet and want to keep making music. You know what I'm saying? That's just a drive for me that, that turns me, turns me on. Like, you know, when I hear someone tell me how, what my music means to them, what it's done for them and what it does to them, so forth. All positive, and, you know what I'm saying? 
and and I gotta I gotta get to a tech question real quick because we talked about the process. What what was the first piece of equipment that you started using to, to produce? Um, my first piece of equipment I started using was actually a Doctor Rhythm. If you want to really be technical, um, I was playing with the Doctor Rhythm drum machine, like this little little you know silver drum machine, blue buttons on it. And then it went from there to like you know. Heavy D getting his, his record deal, who's my cousin, rest in peace. I learned and saw a lot under him, and um, which actually graduated me to want to make, you know, to have curiosity about how to make beats, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just hanging out with Hev and going like to different producers' houses like uh, Marley Mall and Teddy Riley. You know, I'm 13 years old, just kind of soaking all of that up. Like, wow, it's look amazing. at the inspiration that's just making just making me shine like a like a light. You know, and that and that's when I knew, like, you know what, this is what I want to do in my life right here. This is what I want to I want to be involved with, with with making music. You know what I'm saying? And inspiring people to do the same thing. You know, which I have done. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, passing the torch keeps the culture alive i mean it, it, it's the only way we're going to do it i'll tell you what it's it's been a while but if the game is missing anybody i know we'd like to have a lot of the people we lost back but heavy d is definitely what the game is missing especially right now i mean and, and a lot you know a lot of these kids even that are in to not necessarily mainstream rap and everything you know a lot of them really don't know who, who heavy d is it's it's uh it's interesting start watching this video on youtube and stuff like that you know what is it like interacting with with fans nowadays because obviously a lot most of the times in the past you would deal with the fans you know face to face at shows or anything like that but now you know at shows it's pretty cool it's not it's always good when it's face to face but you know you have a, a lot of arrogant ones that are online you know like ever since the social media shit that, that's kind of where my question was going <laughs> people, people uh getting a lot you know courage to say things to artists they don't know, wouldn't say it to, to them in their face you know what I'm saying so that's what social media does for the cowards that you know just want to be silly and, and, and say something disrespectful and artist yeah and, and it's right you know they have almost instant access I mean obviously you can block people and what but on part of the, on part of that technology I mean you're also able to you know upload music and have it go across the world within 24 hours i mean that's exactly and that's the beautiful part of the internet and that's what people need to really kind of focus on even though i i post some craziness at times you know i like to laugh you know what i'm saying so then i'll post things that are not too offensive but you know even though the world's super sensitive about everything you don't know how people are going to react to anything you post whether it's funny whether it's serious whether it's music you know you never know man you know? but you know what I, I just turn it off man you know I just post what I want man I don't even care man yeah you know it, it's crazy it's a crazy era where people are so sensitive but also exploit negativity at the same time it's really weird it's just like even with this thing with 6 9 and all this I mean that's a real street issue but now you see you know he's you know 10 million dollar record deal when he gets out and this and that and the people are eating it up but those same people or be the sensitive people if you if you say something they don't like so it's definitely a double-edged sword it's it's amazing well i amazing. think audiences are being tested today all the social media stuff that's happening i think a lot of you know audiences are being tested you know what i mean as far as um you know how to interact you know with artists you know what i'm saying about things of that nature you know uh, and you know i used to be sensitive about my music but you know 
I'll just put my best foot forward and make the best music I could make, which I feel like, like I'm doing. You know, uh, I, I, I just want to be able to, uh, you know, teach people through listening also, you know what I'm saying? And um, teach them about everything. But it's not only the music or the talent. You really have to have real talent. There's lots of people that I feel is pretty mediocre with the talent. Back in my day, you you really had to have have real genuine talent in order to, to to be signed. In order for someone to look at you and look at your future and say, you know, you'll probably be around here for a little while, man. And, and sound different. And, and that's the thing too. I mean, you had to be you. Like if you sounded like somebody else, you'd get left behind. Yep, exactly. And you know what? I, I looked up to a lot of producers, but Molly was like like was my favorite like Marley Howie T and Teddy Riley was two was three dudes that I was I used to listen to hard like you know what I'm saying and 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 you know just kind of say to myself now I love these dudes and I love their music how can I be like them but no but not sound like them so I started working on my craft man working on my shit working on it working on it working on it working on it until you know I felt like I, I was in my own light you know what I mean? With a little bit of everybody, you know, style in it, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mixture of like different producers in one. That's how I like to, cause I'm, I, I can make R&B, I can make hip hop, I can make jazz, soul, rock. The versatile is the most important thing to be as a producer, as an artist. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think not as out there, you know, you always see artists in the studio, uh, you know, in the booth rapping, doing this. I've really appreciated the internet um, some of these producers like of yourself, you know, Large Professor, um, Apollo Brown, you know, all these guys actually go and show you the process of actually making a beat. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people didn't know that side of music. They just thought an instrumental just shows up out of nowhere and a rapper raps to it. Some of the young cats, they need to learn that because, you know, they, the way they record music today is like bullshit, man. You know, some, yeah. some, you know, you know, I'm used to laying parts and music and, and snares and kicks and hi-hats and EQing them and making the beat crispy and, and dope for the artist. I'm not used to, you know, uh, artists just taking your music and, and, and putting the MP3 on, on, on your album. That shit is ridiculous. And I'm like, wow, that's really disrespectful to, to someone's legacy to do that. But, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, that's why you have to clamp down on, on, on your, on, on yourself and know your worth and you know fight for your music and fight to to to, to produce your own music and if you're working with someone else man you know what I'm saying the game has changed in a way and it's just like I don't understand that part of the game where people are just not doing the music in the studio like you know laying actual sounds down and rapping over it and putting it out that shit is fucking nuts to me yeah I you, you know and as a Again, I run a few studios as an engineer. You know, I you you, you have. I mean, I'm sure you do, but 90% of my sessions are are some younger kids coming in with an MP3 that has a tag in it, and they're ready to go. Oh my God, man! You know, and I at the same time, one thing one thing I've always said is, you know, I, I can't really tell somebody what to do. You know, especially especially if they're not not a friend. I don't know these guys. They're you know booking commercial studio time. I actually had this artist that finally. He, he comes in a lot. He's a younger cat. And I was like, look, you know, you're spending money on studio time. You're spending money on instrumentals. I was like, go the extra step. 
buy some buy some stems let's let's stem this out let's like you say let you know let's eq this snare let's get this bass a little tighter and he actually saw it so now every time he comes in he has the folder with all the stems because once i mi once i mixed one of those songs with him they had the stems he's like oh my he was like you know because most people he heard it, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and a lot of these younger kids, you know, they, they listen to their music in headphones, you know, iPods are already on the phone and this and that, but he, he, he literally the next night heard the difference. So I changed one mind, but hopefully I can, I can get the rest. Yeah, to, uh, no doubt. You know, you know, we got to keep spreading the word, man. That's yeah, you know, but sometimes they don't know the difference. I mean, they just really don't. Yeah, they don't. That's the sad part, though, you know, because I'm a quality person who's done quality music, who's produced quality work, who's thought and you know after who's actually learned and watched people before me do it you know what i'm saying yeah. professionally and the right way so that that's the only part that i want to still kind of keep happening and, and not change the actual sound of the music like you know yeah. quality wise you know you gotta you gotta give people quality man and i i even explained a few people about buying cds still too i said well you know I said, let's think of computer terms because that's what you know. If I were to take a song off the CD and put it on my desktop, it'd be a WAV file. I said, now in computer terms, that WAV file is an average, you know, 55 megabytes or something. Now I'm going to take that WAV file, I'm going to make it an MP3, and now it's 5.5 megabytes. I said, since you know computers, because that's, you know, what we're doing, I was like, how can you actually say you're not missing something in that song when you're compressing it that much? And they, they you know, they look at you like, Oh wait a minute! That actually kind of made you know that makes sense a little bit. Come on, yeah. man! Come so, on! Yeah, d definitely interesting. Yeah. So you know, it's a lot of prisms to producing, man. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? it's a lot. You know, so. But you've stayed absolutely busy. I keep up with everything that you're doing lately, from the Sky Zoo album, which mm -hmm. was amazing. I, you know, I'll tell you what, I've been a big fan of boot camp dug down since a little kid i mean i you know from 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 black moon to helter skelter is one of my favorite groups of all time of course oh, OGC and everything so when sky zoo came into picture you know that's something that i always tend to follow so always been a good, always been a fan of, of of sky zoo but what 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 was that um what was that like doing that album man that was fun sky zoo was the, the best artist that i've worked with this year man as far as like you know how he works the speed you know you know just the, the the subject matter and not to even explain the talent he, he's got it all when it comes to his wordplay is yeah, it's like no other yeah that is just bananas it's really it's really complex and uh, that's one of the things i love about working with him is that it's easy to work with him i don't have nothing to worry about as far as you know waiting for someone to write a song for a million years mm -hmm. you, you that that i don't go through that with him you know what i'm saying so that's that's what I enjoy. And then outside of him being a talented rapper, you know, he's, he's like one of the best to me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now to go down the, the boot camp roster again, uh, not too long ago, the Black Fist single dropped with, with my man Rusty Jux, who I, I go I go back kind of a, a long ways with Rusty. Absolutely banana song, first off, the video off the chain. Uh, what 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 brought that together? Have, have you and Rusty known each other for a little bit, and then finally linked up? But yeah, we known each other for a little something. And um, actually, damn, I don't even know that one came together. That was crazy. I think it might have been when I was producing the monumental album. That he came to one of the sessions, and I was playing beats and stuff, and we were going through beats. And I think that was one that he 
and he picked I, I don't know if, if we were in each other's presence I can't even remember man but um that's, that's a beautiful thing though that it happened yeah like he might have heard the beat somewhere and said yo Pete I want to use this da 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 anybody use this could have been it. you might have to ask him or I might have to ask him to remind me <laughs> no I got you it came together so dope though but so organic the the way and you know Rusty one of the hardest working cats out there yes sir but again that you know that whole duck down roster i mean just not, it, uh, not yeah the whole duck down <laughs> you know i, I kind of yeah. pick and choose you know people that i see that like to work that's basically how you know because i love to work as far as when it comes to music i love to be in the studio you know what i mean well i mean yeah and obviously the passion is there uh without a doubt but it still is a job i mean we are trying to make money <laughs> you know so, so, you know, when you find somebody else, you know, it's like having a lazy coworker that you come home and complain to you like, ah, I don't want, you know, I hate working with this guy or what it is. But, 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 you know, it's like, man, my, 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 my heart and soul, my pride, my life is dependent on this. So I need you to be in that same category with me. Right, right, right. And it's easier for me, makes my job easier to find people like that to work with, you know, and um, Rusty's one of those people, man. And you also have Statue of Limitations EP. Smokeza mm -hmm. and Benny the Butcher. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, that whole Griselda camp is on yeah, fire. Yeah, shout out right to now. Griselda, man. Shout out to those dudes, man. They're Conway, on fire. Conway, Benny, and um, Westside. Now that probably, I'm talking about you two, a match made in heaven. That probably made you feel <laughs> like you was back in the golden era with the way these cats. Oh hell yeah! Rap. That's, that's mean... what actually <laughs> they actually brought you know brought the legends out. You know, because a lot of us was like, you know, just kind of, you know, not feeling none of these rappers. You know what I mean? Like, far as as far as you know, the boom bap situation and everything like that, and and just cats coming from a real perspective, a real angle, and, and you ain't have none of that rap. And these dudes start showing up. You know, you you like, all right, all right, all right what's up, bro? You, you eat anything? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I feel you. I mean, it's like you know what I'm saying. Like, and that's it. But it shows you that that I think a lot of times everything comes full circle. I talk about this a lot on my show, but you know, even with the younger younger cats, you know, you can only listen to the same thing for so long yeah. to where to where you hear something else that's in a completely different frequency, and you're like, "Whoa, what is? Wait a minute, what is that? You know, I've been I, I've been I've been eating uh, pizza all my life. You know, what's the spicy Mexican food? What is this about? Or, or you know, whatnot? But um. Man, hearing hearing them de definitely take me back. And I, I'm, look, I'm an '80s baby. You know, I was raised on, you, you know, your type of music, and I am a little picky. You know, and, and I and I, I hate to say I don't listen to the radio, but I just don't. It doesn't move me. You know, so so why should I listen to it? So when yeah, I yeah, I don't listen to it either. That's just garbage. And, and you know, one of the th problems is is I think with today, and you brought it up with the internet fans back and forth, and this and that is all of a sudden if you don't like something. They're quick to throw that word hater out there. Oh, you're yeah, just that's a hater. The, uh, man. <laughs> Trust me, man. It's an opinion. It ain't got nothing to do with hating you. I don't I don't have a reason to hate you. I have a reason not to like your music. I have uh, a right to opinionate, you know, just like you have the right to opinionate my shit. But that's part of it was. I try, I try to explain to people. I said, look, I used to wake up on a Tuesday morning, go stand in line for some albums, I'd buy a few albums, this and that, to tell you I didn't like it. Be like, yeah, I bought that, you know, it was all right, this or that. But that was part of the game back then. I mean, that was part of 
what music was about. You should you should have an opinion on it, especially with people that don't do music. How how music is emotional for them, uh, and and that's what you know. You always have this. Uh, you always have this conversation, you know, who's your top five favorite artists? I don't ever answer the question because what type of mood am I in? Right. You know, you know, am I, am I in a Pete Rock CL Smooth, uh, you know, mood? Am I in a Tupac right. mood? Am I in the, am I in DMX mood? You know, uh, or am I out? You know, so it's hard to it's hard to really you know really say who's my top five because it's it's you know music's so personal. Well, you know what? I don't even like answering them kind of questions when people come at me top ten, top five, it. top three, man, whatever, man. It's too many good artists and dope music to have just one in the you know group or one individual. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially like I said, it's so emotional, and personal to what's going on right now. Yeah, in your in your real life, that it, it it's hard to do. But with that being said, what what are some of your, some of your other some of these newer generation of cats that you've you've heard and actually step back and be like, actually, you know what? That's that's kind of tough. That's kind of dope. I mean, you know, everybody basically, not every, you know, like J. Cole, he, Spitter, you know, I like Spitter a lot, um, well, um, man, you know, so many, uh, artists, you know, from, I mean, you got people like Corey Guns, you know, you got, um, so many young cats that were way realer when they rap, Kendrick. I- I've been liking what's uh, been coming out of Dave East lately a little bit too. Yeah, Rhapsody. She, oh yeah, she, she, she got a dope style. Yeah, her last album was was amazing. Yes, yeah. Um, who else? I mean, you know, you know, any anybody that's real, man. You know, Cassidy. Yeah. You know, Larceny, Cassidy Larceny. He's always thought he was dope. You know what I'm saying? Now you got these cats getting older. Now, now you got Wayne and them getting older. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, they gonna be old school. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it. it, it you know, and and I always say, Lil Wayne kind of had two lifetimes of a hip hop career yep. because he he had such such success with, uh, you know, Cash Money and everything. You know, in, in the in the '90s and this and that, and then he went to a whole nother level with with the newer stuff he was doing. He, I, you know, he's definitely lived two lifetimes of hip hop for sure. Exactly. Yeah, he did. But that's, I mean, you staying busy, has it been, because, you know, lately you've been incredibly busy, was there just something that just sparked and you're like, you know what, it's now or never, or was it just all part of the plan to be, to begin with with you? Well, it's always the part of the plan, but, you know, you, people get tired of hearing the same bullshit music floating around. So, you know, it's like, you know, let me apply myself a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I got working on Daylight, new stuff, I'm working... On my new stuff, Peach Metals Three, about to come out with my with my live band. Um, who else? What else am I doing? Um, you have a short you have, you have a short film coming out too as well, right? Yeah, it's out it's out there already. Yeah, I'm That's working with a couple of artists. You know, Mob Flea. I got uh, some some unsigned artists I'm working with. My man Frost, uh, Amir, um, a, a dude named Sorrow. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm you know trying to. You know, work with the unheard as well. Yep, and we just hit a, a anniversary for you for the Soul Survivor. Yeah, November tenth. Yep, twenty one years old. So, yeah, twenty. What does that feel like? It feels great, man. You know that people actually, to me, I'm my own worst enemy. For for me, on that album, I didn't like you know the raps. Like as far as my rap, my personal, rap, I felt like I could have did a better job. You know, but that's just me. I get it. But, no, you I know, get people it. I get loved it the music and people loved the collabs and everything. So that's, yeah. 
that's what Soul Survivor is about. And I, I completely get what you're saying about the reps. Again, you know, myself in the independent game out here in LA, uh, yeah. I produce my own beats, I mix everything, I write, you know, I write my own raps and everything. But what, yeah. one thing is crazy is when I, I produce my own beats, mm-hmm. I have a hard time writing to them. But yeah, another, another, another producer can come in and play a beat and 15 minutes later, I got a song. Yep. You know, it's 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 interesting, but we we are our own worst critic. Yep. How, so when you're saying that, especially with that album, how did you how did you get over that? No, I'm not, not listening to it. Just don't listen. <laughs> yeah. to it. You know, so that's that's how I got over that. You know? Yeah. I, it's it's crazy. Sometimes I'll hear my mixes and they're out, and it's just like, oh, man, I, yeah. knew I, should, I knew I should have done this. Or I, one or, thing I can't stand is a bad mix. You know, oh, someone to challenge to challenge you on your music. You know, that's kind of crazy. Try to tell you how you, how your own beat yourself. You know what I mean? Like the only Pete Rock knows how to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's kind of goes into what I was saying with these younger artists. It's like, who am I to tell them how they should be rapping, what style of music they should do? You know, I'm, it's I, I can I can lead you to water. You know, can't make you drink, but at the same time, you might you might not be thirsty. Yeah. You, you know, and, and so it, so it's tough. But I I completely agree with you. I mean. The only one who knows how Pete Rock's supposed to sound exactly. is, 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 is Pete Rock. Is um, me an engineer, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the short film you did. The short film was basically, yeah, shots fired and, you know, we're talking about, you know, we, we give you the persona like it's, a, it's, it's about, you know, Trump and everything like that, but it's, it ends up, you know, being about hip-hop in the end. And, you know, it, it adapts to what, today's generational you know today's generation is like in the atmosphere that that, you know of of hip-hop it it fits in pretty pretty good and uh, people loved it you know you brought up trump uh a good friend of mine is uh big hutch from from the ruthless label above the law Mm -hmm. and i had a conversation with him not too long ago about when you know nwa dropped and everything like that and they were smashing tapes i said i wonder what it'd been like if trump was president back then Oh my God! Yeah, we are. We kind of got the feel of, of that. He he, he kind of separated everyone. You know, that's not that's not a president that should be in office no. calling the shots. You know what I'm saying? When you you know you make a pre your, your presence felt Charlottesville like that. That to me was a defining moment moment for him to say, "Hey, I'm with the KKK." Yeah, I'm, I'm racist. You know, you know, he just he just made him his presence felt. Yeah, that's definitely obviously the news today with uh, the impeachment hearings and everything. I've been telling people through my you know through this uh, platform and everything. You know, pay attention to what's going on because some of this stuff is going to affect our kids' kids. Yep. And it's definitely you know beyond music, it's definitely a big deal what is going on right now. Um, as our as our parents watch what was going on with Nixon and whatnot, you know. Um, you know, it's just it, it's 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 a big deal. It definitely is, and it takes people like us to to like even with the music to speak to the youth and be like, hey, this this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's speak on it. You know, the information's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Well, well, um, is there anything that I forgot that you have coming? This this a new album I got, Peace of Metal Street. I'm working on. Um... I got a whole bunch of stuff I'm working on, you know, um, and you know, De La Soul album with Premiere and stuff. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm uh, be overseas, London, France, you know, a couple other places doing little gigs. 
And that's it. You know, Sky Zoo's on tour. He toured, you know, he's, he's on the road right now. Retropolitan LP. Very happy and excited for him. Overseas is still such a dynamic market. Yes, it is. Especially for especially for our type of music. I mean, it's just... Uh, um, I, I had a conversation with DJ Scratch and he said, man, I went overseas not too long ago and went to a, and went to a record shop and they had this record shop I went to had everything in order instead of by artist names, by producer. And I was like, wow, I mean, that's amazing. But, you know, again, the information still, I think that's that's the biggest problem nowadays. Again, regardless what type of music you do, want to do this and that. Yeah. There's like a, a boulder block in front of the information for for them to grab it. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. But again, a double edged sword works works both ways. You know, are you going to use it to help you? or Are you going to use it to uh, you know destroy you? So right. it definitely is. Well, I'll tell you what. We we really appreciate you having you on the show. Okay. You know, I'll tell you what. You brought you brought up Heavy D, and that's I might I might have to do. I've been ta- I've been thinking about this. Uh, a lot but but to do some uh, dedication shows and, and i mean heavy d is definitely somebody that we got to okay uh you know <laughs> get some information out there of because course. it's it's again he's he's missed in this game so do you want to um you want to give any last shout outs to to the fans anything again anything that i forgot just you know basically thanks thank my fans for all the support and for keeping me alive and well and enjoying my music still doing this for y'all so i appreciate the love back big salute to you your accomplishments thank you and i I wish many more obviously you have a home here on on what's the word podcast and you know anything we can do just let us know okay um and also you know if you ever make it out to la you know in anything we can do to help out just please let us know because we definitely there and we appreciate your time okay that's what's up this is what's the word podcast with the legendary pete rock We appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll talk to you very soon. Peace. Peace.